UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, the Loch Ness Monster, and the theory of Atlantis. Uh, if there's a steady paycheck in it, I'll believe anything you say. Not in my movie. Hi, the corner piece of furniture I stubbed my toe on. Welcome back to Reflections of Fear. My name is David. <laughs> I'm Allison. I think that might be the best one yet. I'm Bryce. <laughs> and I'm Chris. I'm glad you guys liked that one. I, I really worked hard on it. That one was hiding in my phone. I hadn't it. I like wrote it down, I think, <laughs> at work or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wrote it down while I was at work and I literally was going through my phone today and I saw that and I was like, oh, I need to write that down in my book so I can actually say that on an episode. So I'm glad you guys liked it. <laughs> Anyways, Bryce, what are we doing today? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Reflections of Fear. Um, we are doing a fun little episode. <laughs> we say that every time. Um, we are doing an episode, we'll say, um, about IPs. We are going to be doing our top five IPs that have existed at the event of horror nights but we have not had to experience um and then we are going to go into our ips that we wish would come to the event that we could experience are you guys still laughing about the <laughs> those stuff <clears throat> that's our first ip is we wish the furniture we stubbed our toe on would come <laughs> um so yeah we're gonna be doing those two top fives uh <laughs> and I think we should go. Who wants to start? Anybody? Clearly not Chris or Allison. Not uh, David or Allison. Cause... I shouldn't be allowed to sit across from David because anytime one of us laughs, it's that's it. All right. My first one's Poltergeist because the movie's good, but the, the house is better. And that's all I got. It was just the best one. <laughs> <laughs> I... Th- went back and forth about putting poltergeist on my list but i figured one of you guys would put it on there mostly you um so which is why i did it i liked poltergeist i thought it was a very good representation of the movie translated into a house i don't want to say it was like accurate to what poltergeist is but it was good definitely not accurate (laughs) but it was fun it was very fun shout out to the vagina tunnel (laughs) except i will say that the last room in this house is very like hit or miss for me. Like some days it like really scared me. And then other days, like there was like nothing going on and there it was just a dark room full of nothingness. Oh, is it the little, the little dudes in like the tunnel or the. Yeah. You were like surrounded by like those like black, like see-through cloth things. And there were like mannequins. I guess yeah. there's supposed to be like ghosts. I don't and know some, what they were going for with real. that. They weren't mannequins. They were 
There were scare actors. No, some of there them were, were mannequins. Them. And, like a couple of them were scare actors. Listen, I think it started off super strong. And then by the end, you were just like riding the high of like the little meat slab going across the counter by itself. <laughs> and you forgot that the ending was just questionable. So that little piece of meat. Yeah. I mean, you got the guy <laughs> ripping his face off and then I would just look at the little meat that's like crawling its way. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I did this not on my list either because I figured someone would put it on. Uh, but I will say the first half of this house, not even the first half, maybe the first couple scenes when you're underground with the uh, corpses and coffins, that really uh, fucked my shit up every single time I went through this house. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I think it was a great house, but yeah, I did not put it on mine because I figured one of y'all would. But yeah, I, I figured, yeah, yeah first half of the house was very strong and then it just kind of kind of tapered off the, <laughs> the closer you got to the end you're like oh it's, it's more of a letdown there towards the end i truly can't remember the end of this house because there was just so much going on well you go through a vagina yeah and then i remember the vagina and then after the birth canal it kind of just like felt like a new person well yeah because so. then it's just a whole bunch of black walls with like a clown hand on it that was our hh in hollywood section T. I don't know why we're laughing like it's not every house I feel like somebody I saw that on Twitter one day if yeah, you said that on tweeted. Twitter if, you, if somebody if you were the one who tweeted that tag us at reflect fear pod it was like uh HHN house leaks and then it was just black one <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna bug me who was that I know somebody tweeted it I know I saw that at some point I mean I liked it like three weeks ago so whoever you are <laughs> good job cool <laughs> Who's next? David, do you want to go next? Oh, sure. I'll go next. So my number five um, is Psycho, which I think has been represented quite a few times, especially in the earlier years of Halloween Horror Nights. I don't think it's been here since 2006. And it wasn't a house that I went through that year. But like, I always feel like they did really cool stuff with the Psycho House because it wasn't like going through the movie. It was more like going through like Norman's mind. So there was a lot of like weird trippy stuff in the houses, which I like actually think is pretty cool. Like I know that they used a spinning tunnel in there a lot. And the shower scene was like a row full of showers and not just one shower. And there's always been like some like weird, like trippy Thing that happened in the psycho houses and I think that would be like really cool to experience with like that like soundtrack like blaring through the house I don't know I feel like it would be like a cool house to see and it's such a classic movie we need to it needs to come back soon I hope yeah I haven't seen any videos of what they used to be uh, but it would be very cool to see them kind of redo it almost like in Universal Monsters way where you like update it and kind of take creative liberties on it I think it'd be an interesting house because it's such a classic horror film or they could redo it but it's the 1990s vince vaughn and hash psycho incorrect <laughs> i think that'd be kind of fun seeing like a vince vaughn look like six foot five blonde haired mom i don't know that'd be kind of fun i'm just obsessed with the idea of celebrities that shouldn't be in horror movies that are like I found out the other day Matthew McConaughey was in a Texas Chainsaw movie yeah the craziest one too I just we should see that I want lookalikes of these people that just Renee Zellweger was in that movie as well I'm gonna watch it just for that (laughs) it's gonna suck but um Oscar award winners Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger were in Texas Chainsaw 4 have you not seen Next Generation yet 
The first time I watched Texas Chainsaw was last year, so I haven't. Girl, that movie is problematic in so many ways and crazy. You learn way too much about the Sawyers that just don't make sense. Very that. Very that. Okay. Christopher. All right, mine. Actually, I kind of hate that I didn't go through this house, but it was a cabin in the woods. I've seen several walkthroughs of it, and I do like how they do have just the variety of characters, like in the movie, and they don't they don't utilize just you know the pop out scare. They have just they do have the ones like above, and then yeah. <laughs> It's kind of cool, too, because they took creative liberty because it's not just going through the plot of the movie. I feel like it's already when they're in the little tunnels with the mm-hmm. ancient ones or whatever and everything's going to shit. Um, I watched a walkthrough yesterday and I've never been through it, but it looks really fun. I like that they have like their little Jack and Caretaker cameos somewhere in there. And the elevator scene looks cool. I don't know if they could actually open all of the elevators or it's like a few scheduled to, but... I want to see all of them open at the same time and the characters just attack you. I thought they're towards the end, like they just threw whoever they wanted because it seemed like, like, oh, it's just random characters. My one thing that I hate about them is they didn't use the flamethrowing uh, bumpkin guy, the headless horseman or whatever. I loved Cabin in the Woods. This was a house that I went through like multiple times that year. Um, it was right next to Evil Dead. And I remember the first half of Cabin in the Woods was basically the Evil Dead, which I mean, it is, that's how it's the movie is. But the second half of Cabin in the Woods, when you actually go through the facility, was really cool. I remember really wanting to see the mermaid and not being disappointed when I saw the mermaid and it would spray water at you. And I really wanted to see the unicorn and I didn't know how they're going to pull it off. But lo and behold, there was a fucking unicorn in the house. <laughs> Um, it was on a screen. I think it was a Pepper's Ghost effect, but still, like, it was there. I saw it. It was really cool. Um, I wish, like, a Sigourney Weaver actress would have been cast, but I guess you can have everything. But it was a really cool house that I, I really did like. I don't know why it didn't make my list. I didn't even think about it when making this list, honestly, but I really like it. In the cabin, when there's the whole, you know, the scene where they take the picture off and it's like a one-way mirror? Was there a scare there? I don't even know if that was in the house, was it? They had, because I saw it in the video where they pass it in the picture sitting on a chair and there's like a very obvious mirror there, but it cut away before it dropped. I don't don't know. I don't remember that. If you you know, know, let us know. (laughs) I want to find a video that has it. This was 2013. At some point, all the houses like start to bleed together, which you've been through enough. I (laughs) refused to go in Cabin in the Woods that year because the picture looked scary and I hadn't, I think I hadn't (laughs) seen the movie yet, so... Baby Allison sucks. It's such a good house. This was another one I didn't put on my list because I figured someone would put it on. Um, but Dakota said it best when he said, is this the house that was actually good or did we just really like the movie? Um, and I think that's tea when to think about this house because it looks, I will say it looks like a good house, but I think it desperately succeeds because you like the movie and not because it's actually good house. I mean, that's the reason they use IPs, so. (laughs) Not necessarily because you like the way it turned out. My list isn't based on how the houses turned out. They're based on the IP that I like and what they can do with it. Because if you like the movie enough, anything can work. And with the uh, the Jack and Caretaker in there, I had to watch, I had to rewatch it like two or three times because I kind of glanced at it. I'm like, that kind of looks like Jack. Nope. 
But then literally I had to rewind it. I'm like, wait, that is a cameo. Wait, you found a video with him in it? I just heard it mm-hmm. on Scream Queens because I couldn't. No, one of the walkthroughs has him because he's up. Send like, on me the, the link. Go ahead. No. <laughs> I, <don't... laughs> I was going to say something, but then I forgot it. So it doesn't really matter. But one, one thing I can't, I say I like this house, but then I can't remember anything from it except for a couple things. But like, I'm, I want to say that there was not a room like that final scene where they're in like the sacrificial chamber room. I don't think there was a room was in that not. house. And I really wish there was now that I'm thinking about it. Cause that was a really cool scene in the movie. It just ends with a giant like did you, hand. Did like, you want them to craft down. a giant hand yeah. out of the floor? Yeah, literally I did. At least the one thing I will give this house is the merman was like an exact sculpture of the it one was. in the movie. So it was huge too. If nothing else, they had the gross blood flirting merman. Yeah, that was really cool. Anyway, Bryce. Bryce. Um, my number five is something that I have not seen, but it sounded like fun. It sounded like a mess, honestly, and it probably was a good house, but it sounded really fun. And that's Maximum Carnage. I think it's just insane that Halloween Horror Nights was like, what if we got the villains and they all just killed the Marvel heroes? I think it's insane that one, they kind of got away with it. Like, not by much, but they got away with it for the event. And then, I don't know, it just seems cool that Carnage was like out front and kind of like a Barker in a way. And that you just saw dead Marvel here. It sounds just like a fun idea. I don't know if it necessarily was good, though. I hate that these episodes are always surprises because we're like, oh, no, you can't look at my list until the day of because I just crossed Cabin in the Woods off of my list and wrote Maximum Carnage and Bryce said Maximum Carnage. <laughs> so I'm going to have to come up with another IP again. Um, I just finished watching the Art of the Scare documentary for this. And I will say, um, fuck this house for their strobe effects because this is the one, if you saw my tweets, that had 40 seconds of strobe lights multiple times in the video to the point where I was sick yesterday all day because i watched it two days ago anyways the effects they did do were really cool um obviously i haven't been through the house but i watched the walkthrough like the fact that they had a full-size waterfall in there for no reason or like they had the tunnel to disorient people and all of the scares they were using were crazy and the characters they got i don't know if they went through a lot of licensing for all of this or if they just had all the marvel characters but good for them i think this is a fun concept and I think they had flamethrowers at the end, so I mean, why not? It's so crazy to think, like, how batshit crazy the earlier houses were because, like, there just wasn't, like, the same kind of, like, trade. I mean, I'm sure they went through Marvel before they did this and Marvel had no idea what they were potentially going to do, so they just agreed to it. But, like, thinking about, like, there was no, like, trademarking, intellectual property, law stuff that we have nowadays where you have to go through so many different things. And like this uh, or like safe. I know the houses were safe back then, but not nearly up to like what they are now. You know what I mean? So like now they have right. So now they have like flamethrowers and waterfalls and stuff in these houses back then. And it's it's crazy to think like what you used to be able to get away with. It's also interesting to think if we didn't have Caretaker this year, Carnage probably would have been the icon of this year, which is insane. Yeah. If if Caretaker had gone through after Cindy, it probably yeah, definitely probably would have been Carnage. Um, I know they're weird about licensing because like in the 90s, they had like a wax museum house with Freddie, Michael and Jason. And I can tell you for a fact, none of those guys were licensed. They were just in the house. And every single one of the director's houses, I don't think they went through the proper channels to get the characters that they did. I think they just were kind of 
spinoff spoofs of the characters they were trying to do. So they weren't exact, but like they were definitely <laughs> like Everyone those always characters. argues if you say 2007 is the first IP year, but I think 2007 is the first year they actually like went through the proper channels to do IPs. Other than Crypt Keeper right doing his little thing well all the other ips that they had done like psycho and people under the stairs and universal monsters were all universal owned movies so it was never really as big of a deal to get those intellectual properties as say freddy jason and leatherface because that's not owned by universal so i yeah like 2007 wasn't the first ip year but it was definitely like the first heavily marketed ip year and it's also weird to think Honestly, if they had it broken the rules and kind of put them in houses, they probably would have gotten IPs because they basically in that way proved that they could do justice by those characters and then so allowed them to start dwelling into IPs. Mm-hmm. And then on another another note, like I was saying, the safety that goes into these houses now that they didn't even think about. Like they used to have people go down slides into ball pits. Like they had scare actors grabbing people in the scare zones like it was nothing. None of that would fly now. Like, they're lucky if they can get a little tilted stage. I, yeah. I really wish I would have gotten the Carnage shirt from this year. It's only $350 on eBay. I know. They're so expensive. But, like... <laughs> if anyone wants to make a rip-off Carnage shirt with tie-dye... <laughs> yeah, tag us at ReflectBeerPod, please. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my number four, and I'm sure this will come up again later. Isn't I the first one to go? Oh, Shit. Yeah, you are. Sorry, Thanks, sorry, David. sorry, sorry. We were just, you, you and I were talking for so long, I thought it was my turn. I mean, this, this is another one that's obvious. Killer Clowns from Outer Space, because it was so cute. Now, I'm not necessarily saying it was, like, done perfectly. I just love that IP a lot. It was really fun. I have probably the hottest of all hot takes, and I'm sure people are going to cancel me about this. I enjoyed the house more than I enjoyed the scare zone, because I actually did the movie and wasn't just like characters messing around and doing what which is great and it fits for the clowns but like i already don't like the movie all that much so i'd rather it just be the movie which this was fun the only thing that kind of sucked about it is they had big boo holes so you kind of knew exactly where they were going to come out of i mean i didn't really care for the house i think i only did it one time the scariest one i really liked it wasn't my favorite that year but, I mean, it was cool. I liked that it was fun. And I was really hyped for it when it opened. But it wasn't, like, anything that I was, like, blown away over. It was cute. It, it's a very cute property. But it's it's never been one where I was like, wow, like, that needs to come back to this event. You know what I mean? Killer Clowns and Trick or Treat, I feel like, have the same arguments where everyone's, like, trying to fight for house or for scare zone or something. Um, and I like that you got more scenes and more story from the house but i like the scare zone better because it was just more fun like you can't interact with them in the house maybe they'll mess with you for like half a second but they're not like chasing you all the way down south street like they did in 2018 the photo ops that you got in the scare zone were iconic i mean i have so many photos from that scare zone with the clowns and i i loved it for that reason alone and that's something you couldn't get in the house even though they tried to do it I think they knew how popular they were with taking photos of, and that's why they had that little photo op in front of the house, but it just didn't, it wasn't the same. Yeah. And they literally were just there to take pictures. Yeah. But like, I loved the Terenzi brothers because they were so funny and they just run around and mess with stuff. Um, I like Spikey because anytime his balloon would pop, they'd like disappear and it was this whole ordeal. <laughs> that- <laughs> 
there was one night his balloon popped and he like freaked out and the like the coordinator had to run up to him and like jumped in the back of the ice cream truck and came back with a new balloon and then he calmed down but it was so funny that balloon saga was so funny like i remember i was in the street once and like it popped and he just like just stopped and like the, the face is obviously the same but you know like you can just like tell somebody's emotions just by like their body language and <laughs> it was killing me it was so funny there's also like the the marketing clown is Magori, but then they have Rudy in the movie, and then they have another variant, I think, of that clown. And so anytime I'd see that one in the scares, and I'd ask them which one they were, and they were like, "Yeah, I'm all of them at the same time." So they didn't even know what was going on in the scare zone. So I love the chaos. Yeah, that scare zone was such a mess, but I loved it. I would just like to go into Starbucks and then like come out and just be in the midst of madness. I mean, I was there the night that like the tornado blew. <laughs> warnings kept going through and it broke the tent and so this tent's just like flapping 20 feet away and they had to like get everyone out of the area so then there's like even less of their no set pieces because their tent blew away (laughs) iconic we love the killer clowns absolutely so what's your number four my number four is something that i'm sure is going to be talked about again and it is trick or treat specifically the scare zone from 2017 you guys are killing me (laughs) Specifically the scare zone. The house was all right, but like what really made it for me was was the scare zone because you really got to like feel like you're walking down the street of the neighborhood. I think Central Park was the perfect place to put it. I know that's been said on so many other podcasts, but it truly was. It fit that location perfectly. You could interact with pretty much all the characters from the movie you wanted, except for like the full-blown werewolves for obvious reasons. But like they still had... The girls and like half transformation and it was it was great they had two or three different sams they had the guy with the the mask what's his name the the guy that principal wilkins is oh the the man in black the man in black yeah yeah they had him walking through i don't know it was just really it was really cool to see all of those characters plus like it's always fun to have the pumpkins hanging from the tree when when you can see them. Didn't they also have the Sam pumpkin from Wilkins, or not Wilkins, from Krieg's house that would just like light on fire? Yeah, every now and then. It was like on the other, like, you know, where um, Charlie and Principal Wilkins were sitting. I think it was like across I don't, from that. Oh. Because I wasn't there in 2017. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> no, it was, it was, it was there. I don't know if I ever saw it light on fire though. I think I saw a video of it. Okay. I mean, gonna have to change my <laughs> list because obviously for obvious reasons this was on it considering <laughs> i made you do a whole podcast episode on it bryce wants to talk though so i'll be back uh i i've seen it light up it was a little bit further down from principal 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 <laughs> wilkins is to like the right of uh the old guy um and it's mostly where the unmasked sam would kind of hang out which is cool uh this was another IP that I was going to put on my list, but I figured Allison would take it. So I'm shook that David took it before Allison. Um, but I like both the street and the house. Both of them are great. Uh, I don't know if there's much more to be said on my part. I, everyone's kind of said what I wanted to say. And this is how you know David hates me because he knew for a fact that was going on my list. And he's gone how many years more than I have? Right. But I didn't think it had to be a rule that we can't repeat anything. Yeah, but then what's the point of making lists? Where's the fun in that? <laughs> um, 
my hot take i mean i haven't seen the scare zone i think the house was good which apparently is a hot take for horror nights but it went through the story pretty well i love that their little outside thing was the safety video because that plays perfectly with the movie as like a little prelude and it was fun. I really like the little puppet of Sam beating the shit out of Krieg in his own house because it looks so bad, but it was so funny to watch. I will say my favorite part of the house was seeing the sunken bus. That was cool. It, there was a lot of times in the house where you felt like you were in an environment bigger than you were, which I always think is really cool when you can get a sense like that. But I mean, yeah, the scare zone's still superior. <laughs> the last few rooms, I feel like, didn't transition well into each other. But once no. you were in the room, it was really cool. Like, going from the alleyways to the bus made no sense. But the first half of, like, Krieg's house to the neighborhood to, like, the basement, everything, smooth transitions. And then you get to, like, the bus scene and you're like, what the fuck? Why is there a kid in a little sewer pipe? And then you're back in someone's house. One of my other favorite scenes from the house was, um, it was where Rhonda was. And it was, there were the... The, the scarecrow looking oh, the, guys. the ghosts on the posts? Yeah, the ghosts on the posts. That thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a really cool scene to walk through because you felt like you were like going down like a neighborhood street or like between fences or something and like people, you'd get that like strong gust of wind that they do really well. Well, because Sam was behind one of them. Oh, was he? Yeah, in the last one on the left. I thought Rhonda was. No, Rhonda's a little later on, but it blows up and Sam jumps out at you with a little... <laughs> Y'all, I cannot remember any of these houses. I don't remember where Rhonda was. I just remember. <laughs> I know she was in there. I know she was there because the first time I went through, I didn't know who she was. And I remember they had um, the teacher in the cat outfit because she would just come out and scream. And I was like, I don't remember her. <laughs> she does like the crazy laugh from the movie. But you just like walk down the street and either Wilkins pops out on the right side or I think she popped out on the left. And she was so loud that like I would just run out of that room. <laughs> Iconic. Iconic. Truly. Okay, yeah. So, uh, Chris, what's your number four? My number four is um, Insidious. I remember going through it. Sorry, I was. <laughs> well, did I steal another one of yours? No. Oh, okay. No, uh, Insidious. I thought they did an amazing job for it being in a tent. Me putting Blumhouse on the list, I would never. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Anyway, no, I thought they did an excellent job of putting it in a tent and making it extremely dark. Yeah, I didn't get to go through this house, but I heard that, like, if you went, I mean, it's a tent, like every other tent. If you go in when the sun's still up and you can't see anything, it, like, wrecked your life completely. They also pumped a lot of fog in this from the walkthroughs I saw, uh, which always terrifies me. That was my, that's what scared me about Two of the Ancients is when I went in by myself and the only time I went through it, it was just, like, complete fog and I couldn't see anything, which helped this character scare the shit out of me. But, I mean, Insidious looked really cool. I like the facade and, like, the glowing red and the music and all that. It, was, it looked really cool. And it took me, like, at least three, maybe four times to go through it before I saw everything because it was so dark. I got to be honest, uh, Ghost freaked me out. So I haven't watched this movie specifically because of that. And Possessed Children also really freaked me out. So I'm sure it's a great option. I know nothing about Insidious. It's really good. Um, I remember some standouts from this house, which I honestly do think was number one or number two for that year, for sure. Um, this and 25 Years of Monsters and Mayhem were the top houses that year. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. 
I can't even think of what else was there. <laughs> oh, American Werewolf in London was good, but like I had, I liked it better in 2013. Um, but I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Oh, some standout scenes from this were the hallway where they had like pool noodles attached to some spinning contraption. It felt like people were touching you, but it was like a black hallway with like just a singular green light shining down on you. And the scene where you go through like the bathroom stalls and it, like it was like strobing and stuff and the lipstick guy and the guy with the like the gas mask was on there too. That was very scary. Um, and then the stinger scare outside of the tent that they did very well in Halloween and came back um, with the lipstick demon. And that was really good too. And I remember they did a really good job of representing um, his lair to the lipstick demons lair at the beginning of the house. That, that was really good. I, I really liked insidious. And it was a great facade. And I love the music that plays throughout the movie. I think they did a good job putting it outside of the house. I, yeah, I liked Insidious. I don't know why I didn't think about that when I was making my list. It didn't even cross my mind. A lot of them didn't. <laughs> yeah, they all start to run together. Um, so my number four is going to be the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And that means the one that has Chain Space Saw <clears throat> Universal using the original movie this year, but not putting the space in between the two like the original title. Anyhow... Um, obviously I was going to put this on the list. I was in this house. It has a very soft spot for me. Um, but even as a guest perspective, how much they fit into 26's house is insane to me in the tent and how they hit almost every story beat throughout this entire film and how many <laughs> leather faces they were chasing you through the house. And that there were enough hitchhikers and dads to make up for the amount of Leatherface. Um, I oh, I'm not. Yeah, apparently, Allison taught me the other day that apparently the older cook is their older brother. But I refuse to believe in that canon, even if it is true, because it makes more sense that their dad. I know you all hate 3D, but it makes more sense. Nothing against 3D. I'm just saying, in the original movie, everyone in the cast agrees he's their older brother. So just because Horror Nights lied to you in 2016 doesn't mean you're right. It's still stupid. They wrote him as a father. No one can make me believe otherwise. If you want him to be the dad, you've got to switch it to Texas Chainsaw 3D. I don't hate Texas Chainsaw 3D as much as everybody else, but that is not a conversation we need to get into the day but yeah so that's my number four you will be seeing more of this ip so i am not talking about it at this moment i abstain <laughs> how many years of horror nights how many times have we had this conversation texas chainsaw is fun i don't know if we're going just by the first one i guess we are um i don't know what else to say I was going to say I like the second one, but I'm going to get banned off of Twitter for that. So it's fun. Um, I didn't do the house. It's, it's just like the movie. Good for them. <laughs> There's only so much you can really do with Texas Chainsaw, I think. Because if you change anything, it's just going to be another reboot. So, Chris, do you have anything to say? I feel like this is going to show up on your list. No? Uh, trust me, it, it'll show up again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Allison, what's your number three? Jurassic Park. Evolution. Evolution. <laughs> I didn't. This is the one where I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And David got really scared. Um, I just remembered that Jurassic Park is an IP they've used. And I think they need to bring it back because the one, I was like three years old when they did it. So I wasn't even watching Jurassic Park then. Um, and it's a cool concept. And there's a lot they can do with it. But I'm kind of scared they would do Jurassic World and it would be a whole, a whole thing. God, Evolution, I know, was not the tea back in 2002. But looking at videos of it and looking at pictures from it and seeing, like, just how cheesy and campy it was, I, like, I need that to be. I mean, I need it to come back. Even as cheesy as it is, some of the monster designs are, like, stellar. Like, they're (laughs) molds of the dinosaurs. The Velociraptor, like, when it just is randomly, like, a... (laughs) A shoulder pad yes. thing it looks horrible, but when you just see the head sticking out of the bushes, like that's scary. That's cool. I will give you that. Like it would be kind of freaky to just be like standing, like looking at the map, having and a drink, and then just a velociraptor head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of cool because you don't really get a lot of outdoor houses, and the fact that they use like the Discovery Trail as a house location instead of just like the Discovery Center, which I thought it was in the building. I didn't realize it's just like some random pathway in the woods. Yeah, Feels- we're velocicoasters now. <laughs> rip evolution <laughs> killed um everything about it was cool even like the animatronic the guy that got hung i don't know if he hung himself or if the dinosaurs hung him because they don't explain that he's just like killed for his crimes um cool uh taking points off for their use of strobe lights though because fuck them for that so i haven't seen this one is this the one where they had like the the raptors like in the bushes and stuff like that too? yeah and like uh, half humans, half dinosaurs. Yeah. This entire year of houses seems like creative just sat in a room, took some drugs, and wrote down any idea that came to mind. Because, I mean, between Maximum Carnage and this. And, and Fear Factor. And was it Tooks and Treaks and Foons? And foons. Like, this entire year seems insane. I have a few notes. So the first one is the, the Booville before they were banned from putting anything in it was supposed to be all the who's hiding from the Grinch because he was supposed to take over and like try to kill them. Um, <laughs> I know I, I can't. Um, Can you imagine an alternate universe where like on the islands of fear shirt, there's the Grinch on it as well yeah. as carnage and all the other characters. The Grinch is like it. blood soaked. Yeah. Max is like a werewolf, like a full anyways. Um, this, the idea they used for evolution was actually like a, they had come up with the script for the third Jurassic Park movie where it was mutant, like, men dinosaurs. So, yes, they probably just were doing some crazy stuff, but, like, they had initially planned for a Jurassic Park movie where they, like, mixed the genes of do you think that's, people with dinosaurs. Do you think that's where that one dream sequence from Jurassic Park 3 came from, where the where Velociraptor the raptors. is just sitting on the plane and says, Alan, like, do you think yeah. that's where that came from? I think that they were like, well, we can't do this because people will not watch it, so we're just going to have him dream that there's a Velociraptor in the airplane <laughs> with him, just trying to wake him up from, you know, bad dream. I know people don't like Jurassic Park 3, but that was a comfort movie for me as a kid. I would watch that movie constantly. I mean, it it's different. I'm not going to say it's as good as the first one, but no, it's, it's not. not a bad movie. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like the Spinosaurus. Yeah. They had a lot of cool dinosaurs. There's a lot going on. Yes. I definitely enjoyed the second one better. Shut up, Bryce. <laughs> just because no one wants to talk about Texas Chainsaw with you. Um, That's not true. It's just I'm talking yet. about it later. 
I'm just saying we need to get back on track because we still have a lot more to get through. T, okay. Just for that, I'm going to have to add happy death day. <laughs> that was the Do good it. part I of I love happy death day. <laughs> that was the good property they did in Blumhouse. Okay. Um, my number three, are we doing three? Is Halloween, the first one. Um, I love Halloween from 2014. I think that was one of the... Um, at a, after a certain point in going, because I went from 2006, so probably around 2011, I just wasn't getting scared as much in the houses as I was in my earlier years, because I'm entering my teenage years at that point. But um, 2014, I had just turned... 19 and I was so scared in this house it was horrifying to me there were so many moments there's so many Michaels the the sound triggers that came from the movie were so good and so perfectly timed and Michael was just relentless in this movie and even though it wasn't like perfectly represent represented of the movie because I mean there's only one Michael in the movie but there were like at least two or three in some scenes together. So, I mean, it's not a very like accurate depiction of the movie, but it's still like amazing. And I loved it. And I think a tent was the perfect place for it. I was very skeptical when they said it was going to be in a tent, but I, I can't imagine it being anywhere else at that point anymore. And I know this is on more people's lists, so <laughs> we don't need to talk about it anymore, but it's not on my list. Cause I figured, I mean, I'm just, because everyone, I knew someone was going to choose it. So I was trying to choose somewhat IPs I like that weren't, people weren't going to fully choose. Um, but I will say, without Halloween, I don't think we've gotten Insidious or Texas or really anything good in that tent at that point. No, I think Halloween was IP done perfectly. It was it was such a good representation of the feeling and fear of the movie. Halloween 2 uh, is... We will talk about Halloween 2 later. Oh. <laughs> Chris, what's your number three? My number three will be the um, the already popular no. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hey. <laughs> no, we, um, I went through this house several times. Why didn't we all talk about this earlier instead of like awkwardly coming back to it multiple times? T. <laughs> it's okay. We're going to come back to Halloween again. But yeah, um, because I was in um, the parade building just right down the road, I, I went through this house multiple times and I loved it. Fake news. I never saw you come through this house. Um, you didn't know me then. See? <laughs> but yeah, the, the fact that Leatherface was actually like literally in your face and he was huge. <laughs> Leatherface in your face? Sounds like a fun time. Sounds like a good night to me. You Leatherface in your face? It's more common than you think. <laughs> Bryce is like, that's a good night to me. Like he didn't have the Leatherface mask on for a month straight. <laughs> Let me tell you, I have never sweat so much than in that. Co- I Yeti, Yeti was rough. But I think Yeti and Leatherface are pretty close to each other. At least in Yeti, we had air conditioning. Uh, in Texas, it felt like we had no air conditioning at all because we were in a tent. Great. But no, I I did. Didn't. 
And the fact that they put it in a tent, I was surprised. I'm like, how are they going to do this in a tent? And we had three stinger scares. Yes. Thanks for uh, ruining that for me. I'm still convinced <laughs> they put it in a tent because they wanted to replicate the hell of production for that movie. And they were like, our actors will suffer just as much as they did. Yeah, I I was surprised. I'm like, how are they going to do chainsaws in a house? With audio and non-gasoline <laughs> chainsaws. Exactly. I'm like, these people are, are going to die. I'm thinking about that Eddie chainsaw scare that they just like kept running out of <laughs> gas or whatever. Like, he kept burning through the chainsaws. Also, what I really liked about this house is it hits all of the story points. Mm-hmm. And then just in the middle of the house, they're like, let's just take you to Leatherface's bedroom. You've never seen it in the movie. No one ever sees it. But yeah, we're just going to take him in. And he has like children's dolls and shoes and like a mask he has his own little beauty desk like he's <laughs> popping off i was gonna say there's a cut scene from the movie where he goes to like his little vanity and he gets to pick out his masks and do his makeup so if they didn't have that in the house then they're missing out it's also the only room in the house that had a smell contrary to people's belief uh which was a gasoline smell which was a lot of fun I was going to say, I smell the gasoline smell. I just thought it was the, the whole house. He actually stores the gasoline in his bedroom just so he can refill it if he needs to. He has the, once he runs out for Sally running, he's like, oh God, let me go back to my room. I got to grab gasoline real quick. That's why he doesn't catch up to her as fast. He has to like get it and then jump out another window. I would say the poor girl. <laughs> At the end, yeah. yeah. When he hitchhikers right after and he's like, shit, I have to go get gasoline. I didn't fill up my chainsaw before this. I was going to say, yeah, the poor girl had to keep jumping out of the window. Okay, we're getting off track again. (laughs) David, do you have anything to say? No, because we're going to be talking about this house yet again. (laughs) It's in four. Um, So my number three, uh, David's going to roll his eyes. uh, But I'm going to say Stranger Things. Not the second one. Purely the first one. We are going to act like the second one didn't even exist in this time. Can I just say the absolute look of disappointment on David's face? Listen, I'm forever tarnished from uh, Stranger Things after that one uh, little incident incident from uh, <laughs> Stranger just, Things too. That you didn't look surprised. You just <laughs> disappointed. Yeah, extreme disappointment. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I just I think this is one of this is a hot take. I think this is one of the best IPs I've done because it really brought you into that TV series as a whole. And I felt like I was being transported into the upside down and the My- uh, Myers house, the buyer's house. Um, I enjoyed that. Like the little prologue scene is even in the house. And then you just walk in that pitch black room with the music bumping and the title going in. It was just really, really good. And clearly people really liked it because it was like always over an hour late and then they did the daytime house so that was that one scene was really good where you entered the prologue there was like not even like a classic facade you literally just walked into the middle of the action just like you would in an episode and then you get the title sequence that was very cool i will say that i i liked that and um but <laughs> it was not just over an hour at all times. It was at least over two hours at all times. Say, Sometimes more than three. An hour was like a lucky night. That was yeah. You'd be very lucky to be waiting only an hour in Stranger. The Things. amount of people that watched like the first three episodes in line because they were playing in the music plaza, like they would watch the whole show before they got in there. I remember, like, I had to get at least like two or three drinks 
just to wait in line before. I mean, you had the drink cart, but then like it's so easy to lose your place in line when you go to the drink cart. Do I remember they used to give you like the tickets and you had to have the <gasps> exact number of tickets for your group at the yes. end? Because there was one time we got there and handed them like the six tickets and mm-hmm. we, our friend turned around and had six more. And he's like, I don't know where these came from, <laughs> but. Well, they would also have to be in like a particular order too, give or take maybe a couple digits. Oh, so that. that was, it was to prevent line skipping. We never walked out of the line. We would just hold the tickets for two hours. Well, it was, it, like, say somebody, like, skipped a line, like, mm-hmm. because in that music class, it's really easy because you can just move the stanchion and then, like, just pretend you're going to see somebody else. And then all of a sudden you're, like, a it's good, a like, hour or two ahead before, like, ahead of what you would have been. And I remember I saw that and I called somebody out and I pointed them right out to the house ops. And sure enough, their little ticket number did not match where they were in line and. I got them kicked out of line. I was that bitch. I will do it again if I have to. I hate people who do that. Don't let me see you catch. Don't let me catch you doing that. Well, the funny thing is Poltergeist was easily just as busy, but they didn't usually do that because I feel like no one was. They did a couple times. I remember they did it a lot in like 2014 because I remember I did it like every time I was in Halloween. Anyways. Now they're off topic. (laughs) Um, So as someone that used to actually know what was going on in Stranger Things, like back when I did the house, it was really good. I liked it. I think that they... um, did it really well i wouldn't say it's the best ip ever but it was very well crafted i really like the entrance because it's really creepy it starts off with like the blaring alarms which always gets me um and it's i guess you don't usually get a lot of visual facades that are just virtual you usually have like something built so they were like we're gonna make this the easiest facade ever we're gonna play a clip from the show but even like the woods and everything was cool um i love how ugly all of their puppets were like the one of what's the kid that wears the hat. <laughs> yeah. He didn't know what I'm about. The one of Dustin that just looks, I don't even know. You've seen the picture. You know what I'm talking about. He's great. Especially the picture of the actor with him. No, we had them here too. They were bad. Um, but I think favorite scene was Will in the shed with the Demogorgon because it was just really creepy. You don't really get to see the Demogorgon attack the kids like specifically for most of them. So good house. So hot take, at the uh, time I went through this house, I didn't like it because I had not even seen Stranger Things yet. So I was walking through the house, I'm like, I have no clue what's going on. I'm like, I guess that's kind of cool, but I was so lost. I only went through this house like maybe two or three times, not because like I didn't like it. I thought it was okay, but like just because of how stupidly long the line was always. So that was the only thing that kept me away from this house. Um, I will say this is the only house that has almost made me nauseous to my stomach, and that's because that Christmas light room with the flashing and strobes just killed me. So I can only imagine how Allison was. You know, the funny thing is that one did kind of bother me, but compared to Stranger Things 2 or Dead Exposure, like it wasn't as bad. And it was only like 10 seconds of the room, so it wasn't, it was whatever. But whatever they put in those lights to strobe, I need them to not do that ever again. It was unnecessary. Allison, what's your number two? What is my number two? That's a great question. <laughs> I, I love how you're making this list as you go. Oh, yeah. Um, well, we said any IP that came to Horror Night, so I put the E.T. <laughs> adventure. <laughs> because, because back in the day, they used to do scary overlays of rides. So E.T. was technically an IP at Halloween Horror Nights review year. (laughs) (laughs) 
I could have said Back to the Future, but E.T. is already like terrifying on its own. Like if you've ever sat in there, like with no one in the ride vehicle, or if you're anywhere near Magdal, like it's hell on earth. So that with a Halloween overlay and scare actors in the queue, I wish they could bring it back. If Hold that on, was scare safe, actors in the queue? Not in the queue, in the ride. Scare actors in the ride? They had scare actors in the ride and they would change it. I don't remember what it was. It was At like night? Spooky like forest. was this during the event? During the event, they would not, run not E.T. Not for daytime guests. No, okay. they would have E.T. for the daytime guests. And then they <laughs> would change like Back to the Future and E.T. and everything to a scary version. How would they do Back to the Future? It was a motion simulator. I think that they had like a different video. I don't oh, know. Okay. But like Jaws, they would literally just add scare actors into it. And that stopped when Jack fell into the water in the boathouse. And they were like, cool, this isn't safe. I have seen that. I have seen Jack You've in the boathouse. You've seen house. it? Or you... Not in person, but I've seen like what videos. you're talking about. I, I know I know they did that for sure. Yeah. I did not know they did that for it's E.T. It's funny to me that E.T., which is definitely very dangerous to have people on, they were like, whatever, we can have scare actors in this ride. But then they put Jack in and he fell in the water and they're like, that's it, we're done. <laughs> that should have happened years before. So E.T., yes. I, If somebody has been through this, please let us know. I am so curious about this. And if anybody has pictures or videos, please DM them to I us. I can't remember what year it is. It's like, I think, mid-90s. It was before... I think leading up to Jack because Jack was in Jaws. Right. Um, but it's on the event maps. They like changed the name of the ride and everything. It was like something spooky. Was it still like E.T.? Like, I think that they like changed it. So it was a completely different like experience. Like you- it would still be E.T. ride. You would be on the ride right. going through it. <laughs> but it was an overlay, which we always joke about wanting overlays. But they like actually did it. Was it like the same music and everything? I don't know. There's not like videos of it because I guess back no one thought that was weird in the 90s. But like that's insane to me today. I need this. I appreciate that David is going through the same not being able to comprehend what he was just told because I can't even begin to comprehend any of what was just told to me. I mean, I'm not as surprised after you mentioned the like Jack and the Jaws because I I've seen that before I I know that but like I don't know E3, why but something about like Jaws feels like okay I could see them doing that yeah That's, I mean it's ridiculous but I can see it happening but like <laughs> Back to the Future had like an overlay and I don't know how they did it for Back to I the Future I think it was just a different video ET somewhere in that middle place where like I don't know how they did it but I can still also I think see they them doing just it. had a new recording and then they were like here's Back to the Future with a recording but ET they literally like I don't know what they changed but they had scare actors in it. I don't know how no one got injured or if they did, did that not stop them? Was that not like the final straw? I would just love like a character in that like town scene, but they're like, where you have all the creepy cops that are like, look dead, like the mannequins. Yeah. But like after that, like when you're like flying over the town, like there's just like somebody with like a, like a feather duster or something. And they like tickle your ankles or something like that. It's like a Godzilla. He's just stomping (laughs) around. Um, I just, I found out about this at like 5 a.m feeling sick and i was like i have to bring this up and then i realized et's an ip and it was at horror night so it counts Ugh, that's iconic i love that so anyways i need to know david what's your number three if i can number remember two. all of that i will link it please later i need to like find any kind of media from that i, I need know. it it's my favorite i don't know Universal. if there's any pictures like the only picture they had in the video was that they changed like the name and description on the park map for the event Ugh, damn anyways anyways um my number two is the texas chainsaw massacre (laughs) from 2016 i love this house 
we're all gonna blow up Bryce's ego today and be like, I just loved HHN26 Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> it's a good house. And Texas Chainsaw Master is my favorite horror movie. I've said it multiple times, specifically just the 1974 one. I don't, um, I choose to not acknowledge any sequel or remake that has happened since. But this 1974 one is forever my favorite. I love it. I love the way um, it's presented. I love the aesthetic. I love everything about it. And I think this house perfectly captured that. Um, I do know what people are talking about when they say it smells like cat pee. I agree. The first couple rooms smell like cat pee. Don't know what it is. It might be the sweaty men. It might not be. I don't know. <laughs> Just the tent in general. Yeah. I've heard so many different scents in this. I've heard like rotting meat, cat pee, everything. And I promise y'all. There was only gasoline in there and just very, very, very many big, sweaty people. It was gross. Very many big, sweaty people. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if, like, for authenticity purposes, they just never washed the Leatherface costume. Because, like, they only had one for filming and they never washed it. So maybe they were like, you know what? We're going to do that, too. (laughs) We're going to make it feel like you're in Texas in the middle of summer with dead bodies. I don't even want to think about that. And that's been four, five years ago. I can't do that right now. I will say my favorite scene that hasn't been talked about yet, except maybe, I don't know if this was his bedroom or not, but whatever the room was with the flash bulbs. Yeah, that was going into his bedroom. That was my favorite scene. Just because I was really happy that they featured. I'm always happy when they always, when they use an IP and they take one aspect of the movie and make a whole scene out of it example this isn't on my list but the shining when they did a whole room of just the carpet i thought that was really creative and so when i went through texas chainsaw and there was a house or a room centered around just the flash bulb and that iconic sound effect where that was the main focus of the room i was really into it i started out in that room i purely think they put the flash bulb in there so that we would know when our track was going to go because it was on loop we didn't have a a trigger but so i purely i think they purely put the flash bulb there for us to know but it doesn't ever seem like it as a guest when you're going through that right it was very natural it felt like that flash bulb meant to be there and it was the focus of their room i thought i think it's really cool when they do that because there's lots of things when movies come out that they didn't intend to be like iconic scenes and then like I'm sure the swimsuit scene in Creature, they weren't like, this is going to be like the scene. But then years later, that's all everyone talks about. So I like that things like the shining carpet and the flashbulb, everyone's like, we're going to make that part of the story. Because <laughs> I'm sure it was just something that happened during filming. And they're like, well, there you go. And they never touch on it again. Right. Some things that I do wish um, this house would have had was the creepy corpse, the creepy desiccated corpse that you see in the beginning of the movie that's like on the gravestone that image and that shot from the movie has always haunted me maybe they'll take notes from this podcast and add it this year maybe uh, it seems a little late to do that now but maybe it's possible but we'll manifest it like we manifested everything else (laughs) but that like there's so many things from that movie that were never fully fleshed out or explained which is why i really like the house such as um whatever i just said what did i just say the flashbulb thing? Flashbulb. No, right after that. Literally right graveyard. before the graveyard. They talked um, about somebody was like snatching corpses from the graveyard, which I'm assuming is the the family um, and they're cooking them. But like, you know, that's never fully explained. And that's what brought them down to Texas was to check on their grandfather's grave to make sure he wasn't snatched out. 
you know, we'll talk about this in a different episode, but just the fact that they had like a whole town set up to trap people at that gas station and then eat them. Like, was that intentional or did they just happen to find these kids? Because then why are they digging up corpses? That's gross. I mean, like I <laughs> said, this there's so many concepts in this movie that were never fully explained. And that's what's so scary about it. They enjoy ground beef. <laughs> like, I'll never forget when like Pam Nothing. has her whole monologue about astrology and talking about how Saturn has entered retrograde. And that could be another reason for all of their misfortunes. And then if you laughed at me. I didn't hear what you said. I like that. I enjoyed the joke. <laughs> What'd you say? So they don't know where they're digging up bodies. And I was like, wait, maybe they like ground beef and you didn't laugh. Or beef jerky. I feel like it's more of the texture of. It was out of the ground, David. Oh. They're corpses. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, Chris is number two. <laughs> All right. So my number two is um, Krampus. Interesting. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, I really enjoyed this house. Just going through and just the costumes with the big heads, they, they actually freaked me out because I was not expecting, I had not seen Krampus at the time. So, yeah, the first character with the big head, I'm like, what the hell? Imagine is making this? masks with giant heads and they don't fall off or injure the characters. Yeah. And then I liked the, I did like whenever you, um, you went through the kitchen and that gingerbread smell. Hot take. I really actually like this house. Um, and that elf when you like first enter the house that like runs down the hallway at you scared the shit out of me every single time. And then the fake wall right after it always got me. Uh, I really have a special memory with this house because it was the first house I got to take my mom through and go with her and she was in a wheelchair and all the characters just kind of had their little moment with her. So I just really like this house. It's a lot of fun. It's not the best house by any means. But it was true to the movie, a lot of fun. And especially when they added in like the puppets into the attic scene, especially the teddy bear, who's my favorite. Uh, I really liked it. And David's about to shit on this house, I'm sure. <laughs> I like that he said it's not the best house. And then we look at our lists like any of these are the best house. <laughs> okay, Krampus. It was all right, I guess. But I don't, I don't know. This house has never been on my radar at all <laughs> it's very middle of the pack for me i guess my friend was in it and she was one of the elf creatures and she always like did random stuff to me um <laughs> <laughs> um i liked the hallway with the snow globes i liked the one scene where it felt like you were outside were you outside was there an outside sequence was there not? It was, was like there, towards the end of the house, a, and there was like trees or something. Picture where you're in the snow with the snowman, because that's part of the movie. No, no, no. Oh no, yeah, no. you're not physically outside. No, but there's I think a couple moments where you exit the house and go back into the house. Basically, well, I know at the very beginning of the house you're outside because Krampus is on the fucking roof of the house. But, um, okay. So I think it was towards the end, and there was like a scene outside. I remember I liked that. I liked the attic. There was no Tony Collette, so I didn't really like it that much. Um, <laughs> but that was my only—I don't know. It—it's good. I went through it a lot because it was usually a pretty low wait time, but like it never has stood out to me as a great house. Just kind of good, I guess. So I haven't been through the house. I've seen pictures, and the movie when I watched it, I think it was just the wrong time for me to watch it. But it's. Uh, Michael Doherty and Douglas Pipes, I think, again. So that's great. Music's great. Uh, it has a lot of really weird, unique moments in it. 
But isn't there, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't there a scene in the attic where they have the jack-in-the-box and it's like eating the scare actor and it's like the scare they did mm-hmm. in Hollywood for La Llorona where she's just, is that not us? Did Hollywood do that? What is it with What is it with them doing that? Like The weird vor kink thing? Where, where it's just like this <laughs> giant sculpture that they sit in and they're just screaming. Why don't we do that? You say, why does Hollywood do that? Why do we keep bringing back the American Werewolf in London puppets? They work. It works, I guess. Do you know what? I the, mean, the puppets probably work more than the, you know, Freddy head and Krampus head and everything. Do you really. know what this movie had that I actually really did like, though? An old lady who told a story. Wow. Elsa Strict <laughs> wrote Krampus. Anyways, back to, I the, have to bring her up every the episode, American Werewolf thing. They reuse it because it's less work. But Hollywood has to re-sculpt these things every year to build this shit. So, anyways, good for them. They're doing their own work. Okay. Is, See? Bryce, Krampus. <laughs> um, so I'm going to beat out Krampus here and say Evil Dead. I think this house looked... I didn't get to experience it, unfortunately. I love the remake, for one. It's probably my favorite in the series, uh, Hot Take. But I really liked it. I thought they did true to the movie. It looked crazy. It looked scary. They probably just did it because they already had the set from Cabin in the Woods and it was easy just to put on over. But uh, yeah, those were the same year. I know that's what oh. I'm saying. It was probably just easy to just do the same set at the beginning, but it looked kind of gory and crazy and fun. I will say though that the cabin facade that you're talking about that was at the beginning of Cabin in the Woods was midway through the Evil Dead house. The facade for Evil Dead was that was the Necronomicon. We're talking about the the remake, right? Correct. Okay. The Evil Dead house from 2013. I didn't do that one either because I was scared. I like waiting in lines. Loved. Evil Dead that year. I think that was probably my favorite house that year, except maybe La Llorona. But it was, I remember you walked through the Necronomicon at first, and then they did something. And everybody always credits Stranger Things for this, but Evil Dead did it, where you walk through a black room and you see the Evil Dead logo forming, like flashing above you from the movie with that like crazy Evil Dead music playing on you. And I was really excited that Stranger Things brought that back because I, it's like a really good way to hype you up. Before you go into the house, um, I had another friend who was in this house and she had inducted me into the International Thespian Society in high school. So I have a really um, fun connection that way. She also inducted him into the Army of the Dead. <laughs> it was it was a really good, really good house. I love the Evil Dead remake. I thought the house was a very good representation of that. Um, I loved that what you think would be the facade of the house didn't show up until midway through the house. I thought that was really creative. Didn't they do a lot of the really gory stuff too from the movie? Cause yes. don't they have her like cutting her tongue and yes. Oh like my that? gosh. Yeah. How could I forget the actor a who was placed under the floorboard in that house? Is that what inspired your creature house? <laughs> <laughs> it's her just under the floorboard. <laughs> no, she was literally like under the floor and she like peeked up and like she was miked. And she would say stuff. I think she got in trouble because she got a little too in character. But um, I don't know. It was it was really good. I liked it. I forgot about her. I have seen some videos of the house. I don't remember very much. I just remember like the really gross scares, which they did a great job on. But as far as sequels or remakes go, that movie is like stellar. They did a really good job. And it doesn't feel like they were just ripping off the original one. So good for them. I wish I did that house. I wish I wasn't like 13 and crying at Havoc because I would have made it to to Kevin in the Woods. But our 
both of them. Evil Dead, Cabin in the Woods, they're all the same at this point. It was really good. I did like that one. My number one. Oh, it was supposed to be E.T. Um, my next one, I guess. I'm so scared <laughs> of what this could be. I, said, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to say Freddy versus Jason because um, I like Nightmare on Elm Street. And I think that Then movie, say Nightmare on Elm Street. That's been an IP before. Hang on. Except <laughs> the movie is just so bad that I. it's something that I wish I had done because you get two of like the, the biggest horror slashers and then a movie that sucks, but it's fun. So I wish... Yeah. Like Wrong a, take. I love Freddy versus Jason. The it's movie. great, but it's not done well. It's like Jason X is fun and enjoyable, but it's not written well. So, are any Friday the Thirteenth movies written well? No, and that's why I picked Freddy versus Jason <laughs> and not Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, true. what are we missing here? It's got the great. It's got the summer camp vibe. I don't know what else is going on in that movie. I haven't seen it in years, but that's all I got. <laughs> I loved Freddy versus Jason, kind of. It was like very middle, it ended up falling middle of the pack for me. But like considering the house lineup that year, I feel like that was one of the ones that ended up higher up that year. Um, I thought, excuse me, I thought, (laughs) I thought (laughs) that house was going to follow the movie. And it did, I guess, to an extent through the first half, but then it, kind of went off the rails. I wish the you would have gone through Nightmare on Elm Street first and saw the 1428 house as the facade rather than the um, Camp Crystal Lake facade that we got. It was alright. Watching, I've once again only seen walkthroughs of this uh, and they're not very good walkthroughs but this house, every time I watch it leaves me wanting more from it. I think they spent so much time trying to do these little cool Marvel fight scenes screens <laughs> for like three of the rooms that we could have just easily just added more scares. It does have some of the coolest Freddy's uh, kills in it, I guess. But is this the one that has him with like the arteries being puppeteered? Have they ever done that? They need to do so, that. No. That's just do Dream Warriors in just general. If I'm being honest, I've never seen a walkthrough of this house. It just sounded fun. (laughs) I picked it solely based on the fact that, one, you guys picked everything else that was on my list. And two, (laughs) I think it's funny that they would switch out based on the cast who would win at the end. Because I still don't even know how they did that. I don't know if they're just holding like a little decapitated head or what. But I think that's so funny and so awful that it's it's very me. So maybe I should watch the walkthrough (laughs) and come back to this episode. Yes, yes, you should. I, th- I thought it was a decent house, but yeah, if they had gone through, you know, number on Elm Street first, I think I would have enjoyed it more because I loved that facade. And then you get the camp, you start off with Camp Crystal Lake, you're like, oh, okay. But yeah, I did enjoy the fact that it did have some of the best kills because it did have my favorite kill from Dream Warriors where he puts her in the TV. But I do think the end where them switching out in theory, I think it's great. I think. In execution, it lacked a lot. Also, how many times do you have to go through this house to get the switch? Like, what if you go through and you only ever get the cast where Freddy wins? It doesn't make a difference then. I went through this house several times, and I think I saw Jason win more than I did see Freddy. I mean, it's a tie regardless because of the movie, so... Just the luck of the draw, I guess. How lucky are you feeling? There's no winners here. There's never a winner. Even the audience is I w- coming up. <laughs> I wish Kelly Rowland would have been in this movie, or in this house. 
<laughs> yeah, that has been a fun character to have in there. <laughs> David's been a bad trigger. All of David's options for everything is just based on the lead actress. She was not the lead actress, but could you but imagine been. like a scene in the movie where Freddie has like his like little knives in her nose, and he's like, "Got your nose is the trigger." <laughs> I think that we should do an episode that's just us creating the worst Nightmare on Elm Street houses ever. I thought that. I mean, write that down, Chris. I need them to redo Freddy versus Jason, but actually do the movie because I feel like it would be the comedy house, but it would just oh be insane. God, be so good. Fre- the Freddy Slug. Uh, Freddy Slug. Freddy uh, Slug hitting the bong. Jason in the cornfields, <laughs> the greatest Jason ever. So that let's go really for cool. it. See, and when they redo it, it's great. We can go back to this episode where you guys laugh at me and I'm going to look like I <laughs> knew something we didn't. You're right. I shouldn't have spoken ill of when you first announced this is your number one. I yeah. really thought it was going to be Blumhouse for a second, though. I really was going to do Happy Death Day out of spite, but I... No, that would have been the good Blumhouse was property. I really scared you guys were going to make fun of me because you guys always shit talk that and it's a really good house. So <laughs> anyways, we'll talk about Happy Death Day some other time. It's your turn. Okay, so my number one is Halloween 2. I love Halloween too. Loved it more than the first Halloween. I don't know if that's a hot take or not. <laughs> I agree. It's better than the first Halloween. <laughs> um, I think the movie is great. Um, even though Lori is bound to her bed for most of it. Um, and she has a bad wig. But I I loved Halloween too, and I liked the setting. I like that you first walked through the closet and you didn't like go through a specific, like big ornate facade. I really thought somebody was going to jump out of me from that closet like when I first did it. Um, and then I liked all the outside environments. I liked the ambulance. Trash can Michael was great. <laughs> yeah. Halloween. The <laughs> Halloween um, haunted houses have always done a weird thing where they put Michael in unexpected areas. And I think they utilized that perfectly in this house when he was jumping out of lockers and jumping out of walls. Um, and when you thought he was a mannequin dunking the one girl in the jacuzzi, but it was an actual axe character, there was lots of moments that I really enjoyed. I think that, I mean, in general, the series, he's never where you expect him to be, but I think they do a really good job with diverting your expectations in the houses. Because even like Halloween 4, there's a moment where I think they have a Michael mannequin and there's also the, the niece as a mannequin and you don't know which one it's going to be, but you assume Michael's real and he's not. They're good at that. They they are very good at making you wonder whether Michael's really there or not. I do love that he was just in a locker. Yeah. I don't even think he'd fit in a locker. He's like huge, but he <laughs> he got in the locker. And just like all the sound triggers from this one were a lot more synthetic and high pitched than they were from the first movie to kind of tie into the fact that the score and the sound was different in the second Halloween than it was in the first one. I didn't know what to expect going into this house because it was not marketed as Halloween 2. It was marketed as Hell Comes to Haddonfield. So I really did not know if this was going to be Halloween 2 or not. I thought it was just going to be another Halloween house. But it was Halloween 2. Um, as soon as I walked up to the parade warehouse and you see the cover of Halloween 2, I was like, oh shit, Like I know this is going to be good because I love this sequel. My favorite sequel. I will never forget the first time I went through this house. My friend decided she was going to be brave and go first. And as soon as we left that closet scene, they had just reset. And so Michael ran out to her and then the gunshots went off and she just dropped to the floor and immediately went to the middle of the pack and was scared of it. Also, that trick-or-treat scare got me every single time I went through this house. And that's why 
am afraid of a Halloween three house because I know it'd just be a bunch of trick or treat scares that would probably end up getting me. And one thing we haven't talked about yet is the ending where the whole hospital's burning down. And I think that was one of the best uses of like a fire. Um, what's it? What's it called when something's not real, but it looks real? <laughs> No, not fake. Like <laughs> illusion. One of the best fire illusions <laughs> that, that we've had so far. Yeah, it's really good. It's interesting. There were two Michaels in that room. There, were, I think so. I don't remember. Okay, that was really good. What also, is it with me I really like, liking a house and then not remember? There was only anything. one. I could have swore there was one straight ahead and the one onto your right. Oh well, it felt like the same room. I think it's just more fun to complain about the houses you didn't like. So the ones you do like, you're just like, it was perfect. And someone's like, elaborate on that. You're just like, no. <laughs> That's all I got. No, honestly, this should have been in my top five because you know, it was my first it was my first Halloween house that I got to be in. And it it holds a special place in my heart because I like the whole franchise and the fact that I actually got to play Michael, I loved. Um, yeah, the fact that Michael was literally where you least expect him, like you say, coming out of walls and everything, and Dumpster Mike was actually trending that year. Yes. Can you clarify, was he inside the dumpster or was he yes. behind it? Because I need a video of him jumping out of a trash can. No, he was actually in it because I got to be him one night. Chris belongs in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we I'm go. Kidding. Here we I'm kidding. I promise. No. <laughs> I made a pact to be nicer to Chris because we're attacking Bryce now instead. <laughs> but no, just in fact, the um, I got to be the um, the dunking Michael, and I was quite surprised because I'm like, oh, Universal is actually using a fully naked mannequin. Chris, what's your number one? <laughs> uh, my number one. Let's see. Hmm. I thought that was it. <laughs> no, but you know what's funny? My number one. Comes as a shock to everyone. Go ahead, Bryce. What were you going to say? Did you say Halloween 2 or Halloween 1? I'm going to scream. I was going to laugh. He's going to be like, actually, it's Halloween 3. <laughs> <laughs> it's Halloween 1. Did we do that already? You guys are killing me. All right, Halloween no, 1. Let's I was go waiting first. for Bryce to scream. It was so high-pitched, you couldn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, yeah, I love the whole Halloween franchise, like I just said, and this was my first year of being a character and I was kind of bummed that I didn't get to be in the house, but I made sure I went to, <laughs> I made sure that this was a house that I had to go to if I had to, you know, run across the park because I was in sound stages and it was in a tent and I will never forget going to it the first time and walking up and just seeing the, the house facade. I'd lost my mind because I was actually, I felt like I was going into the movie. I was going to say, everyone say thank you to Horror Nights Creative for making Chris exercise every night to go <laughs> in his house. I mean, I wish they would almost reuse the whole situation with Halloween where they like built the actual house, but mm -hmm. then projected onto it. I wish they'd use that more because seeing young Michael kill his sister through the window with the shadows was really cool. And I don't know why we haven't done that, especially with like, that's why I expected them to do with our Texas Chainsaw House, but they never did, which is strange to me. I will say that the house with the projection on it was really cool, and I loved how uh, there was one sequence in that projection when the whole house would start to decay, and um, it would, like, the top of it would bust open, and you would see Michael's face, um, and then it would, like, 
show you just the word Halloween. I thought that was cool. I think that's a great way to get you hyped for a house, especially because that music is so iconic and it like blasts through and that music will get anybody hype, especially when you're walking through that park um, and going up into a house. I think that was very smart of them to do that. Okay. Well, my number one, uh, to no surprise to almost anyone, is Universal Monsters. It's still my favorite house. Uh, it's still amazing. I love all the Universal Monsters that are in this, even Creature, even though his film was boring to me. Uh, but I do think he had one of the best scenes in the house, so I really liked them. I still wish I would have looked up. I've talked so much about Universal Monsters on this podcast. There's really no explanation on my part. I'm actually kind of surprised it took this long for someone to bring it up because I thought it wasn't going to be on at this point. But also, Bryce takes every possible chance to annoy David. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what. It's like either shitting on Creature or bringing the feeling up is things mutual. to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, can't go wrong with the monsters. They've used them for 30 years straight. So technically, there's a lot of IPs. You can just pick one. <laughs> I can't I, pick Phantom because they won't give him a house. Universal Monsters was good. Every single iteration I've been through has always been top notch. I remember Dracula from 2009 was very scary. Scared the shit out of me. Scariest house I went through that year. Um, I unfortunately wasn't able to do Frankenstein that year. Um, and then uh, what was the one after that? Universal's House of Horrors, The Dead Exposure... Universal Monsters House. I really liked that one. Um, I know people don't have very fond memories of that one, but I do. I thought it was very scary. I remember the last scene of that house had the most actors in one scene up until that point. And I remember that like shaking me to my core. Every hole was clenched. And then the most recent iteration, the 2019 one was very good because it had creature in it. I don't think Creature had been in Universal's House of Horrors. I don't think he was. Um, so I really liked seeing him. But one thing that I've noticed is that every time they do a Universal Monsters House and they include the Brides of Dracula, it's always going to be hype. Because I don't know what it is about that role. Like, people go so hard as the Brides of Dracula. And that's what I really love about it. I mean, in Bride of Frankenstein Lives, they were the ones that always consistently got me. So... Yeah, I love the bride. Give us just a whole Brides of Dracula house. I, I mean, guess that's what kind of what Bride of Frankenstein lives is. I would love that. Well, in 2009, the Dracula house, I could probably count on one hand the amount of times Dracula jumped out at you. But the brides were like just all over that house. They were everywhere. It was really good. The thing that's funny to me is like in the Dracula movie, the brides don't do anything. They have like one scene, I think, where they wake up and walk out of the coffins. And you never see them again. But in every house they've done, they're like the main people. Good for them. They deserve it, truly. Good, good for them. Good for her. Good for her. <laughs> all right. Okay, so real quick, uh, all at once, not all at once, but each person is going <laughs> to go ahead and give... <laughs> Say them all at one time. Each person is going to go ahead and give uh, their five IPs that they would like to come to the event. Uh, we can talk about a couple, but uh, this episode's getting long. Okay, well, I have to go last because I have like eight since I couldn't narrow them down. And I have to hope that you guys pick some of them already. Okay, I'll go first. I actually changed one uh, since David had it, so I didn't want to overlap. My number one is Gremlins, the first one. Uh, it deserves a house. It would go perfect in Shrek. It would be funny, uh, and it can be scary. 
My second one is Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Uh, great comedy house. I think it has potential to be scary and funny. And it would just be genuinely fun to see Abbott and Costello at the event. Uh, number three is Willy's Wonderland. I'd rather have it than Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, I think that house would genuinely scare me if I actually went through it. Number four is Army of Darkness. Um, once again, a comedy house, but has potential for some fun scares. And then number five is Bioshock, which I think is kind of all across the board. Everyone wants that to come to the event. Uh, that was a game that I hadn't played for a while, and I saw the art style, and I was like, there's no way this is scary. And then I got five minutes into it, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, maybe I should wait till morning to play this. I wish I could play Bioshock, but I tried playing it once and got so sick that I never touched it again. I, so I'll take your I don't word even for know it. what it is. I don't, I don't know, even know where to like. It's like a first person thing, and the art style is trippy, so I could not walk more than like a foot. I've heard so many people talk about it, but like I have, I have no clue like what it's even about or the aesthetic or anything. Depths of fear, but like steampunk, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, David, cool. what do you have? Okay, so my number five is <laughs> kind of a deep cut. <laughs> Um, is Urban Legend in the early 2000s. But which one? Slasher. The first one. The one with like the big um, guy with the fuzzy jacket who uh, looks like it would, would wear like Ugg boots or something like that. I haven't seen it. I'll have to trust you. Oh, it's really good. Um, I think this house has so much potential. They're, the university set, the um, everything would be really cool. I would love to see this in a soundstage. Uh, number four, Hereditary, the Ari Aster movie, I think would be really good. Um, there's so many more. I don't know what this characters would be or how it would they don't translate. They have to follow a plot. They can just be really trippy and hope. True. They it did works. it for Exorcist. They could do it for Hereditary. Uh, number three is Carrie, the 1970s movie. I can see a lot of really cool sound triggers. The prom scene, I think, would be iconic. I want the mom... Uh, Piper Laurie to just jump out at me throughout the entire house. The scare actors throw actual rocks at you. Yes. Um, and for Carrie, with how they use the Kylo Force in Rise, they could also use in Carrie, which would be kind of cool. The what? Uh, so in Rise, we <laughs> use basically subwoofers in the cell to oh. give you the physical sense of the Force, so they could do the same with Carrie. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, number two is Creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, that's obviously a no-brainer. Love Creature. I mean, I know he showed up in the Universal Monsters house, but I want a full-blown house. I want everything that was in our last episode. Um, I if want to show up. We have an unlimited budget. We've got you. Yeah. David knows. <laughs> <laughs> and then number one is Scream. I think that's obvious. I think that would be on everybody's hype list. They need to do it. I was not sure how they would have done it in a tent um, when I first heard about it. But I fully, after seeing you know what they did with Halloween, I think it would actually translate very I well to a tent. We should just make it an Uber house and speed run every single Scream franchise they've ever done, including the TV shows, just all oh at once. God. <laughs> T. Um, no, Scream. Uh, it's only a matter of time, hopefully, before it shows up. I really need it to at some point. So. All right. So um, my top five would be um, number five would be They Live, the 80s movie with the, the aliens. Oh, is this one where they wear sunglasses? Yes. I haven't seen it. I've just, <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's when he says, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of bubble gum. Yes. <laughs> no, I think it'd be a <laughs> very cool house. <laughs> If they don't add that scare just for oh, me. Oh, absolutely. No, it would definitely be an iconic scene. But no, I think it would be a really cool house because you could have characters popping out in regular and then you could even pass out like 3D glasses 
and then for like the second half of the house have the characters come out as the aliens. I'm just imagining an ops person in the middle being like, here's your 3D glasses. Here's your 3D glasses. Here's your 3D glasses. Go ahead and put these on now. Okay. <laughs> or, you, or you give them at the beginning of the house. No, you don't give them at the beginning. You have to make it through the middle of the house. And they're like, here, these will show you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm um, assuming that's what the movie's about. It's, anyway. It's a really good movie. Um, my number four would be uh, House of Wax, the original with Vincent Price. Interesting. Halfway through, it turns into oh. the remake with Paracelta. I enjoyed the remake, but I like the original with Vincent Price better. I mean, it's a little hard to ask for them to burn down the entire soundstage for the finale. So. <laughs> well, you know, had this been done, what, 10, 15 years ago? You know, <laughs> Maybe they, they would have back would in the have. 90s. <laughs> <laughs> the finale would actually be on the Shrek, or not the Shrek, <laughs> the Jaws boat. Oh. Anyways. Yeah, my number three... Um, I found out just just recently that they had a patent for it, and apparently they didn't do it. It was uh, 13 Ghosts. I think it would make a, an amazing house. Like, all the resources are there. You have all the characters, the sets, everything. They really had everyone speculating, too, because they had the 13 Ghosts VHS in Hopper's cabin. They also had the Grinch, though, and that didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> Booville Part 2. And this is, well... Bryce already said it, but yeah, I would love to see a Gremlins house. But I would like to see them combine one and two, just because I want to see how they would do the the talking puppet. See, I would want Gremlins one as a house, but Gremlins two as a scare zone in New York. Um, and honestly, the Gremlins don't even have to be puppets in New York. I just want full sized. I want to be shrunk to the gremlin size and just have all these gremlins running. No, I want gremlins too in there just for Greta Gremlin. That's Wait, all I care about. This is our next planning idea. You get to the end of Gremlins 1, they hit you with a shrink ray, and you go out into the scare zone, and they're all giant. They're full size. They're bigger than us. They're like, they hire seven-foot gremlins. They redo the disaster queue, and they hit you with a shrink ray at the end. And then you walk out into San Francisco Their and it's Gremlins seasonal overlay too. is just, they put the disaster ride into Fast and Furious <laughs> before this gets any worse. All right. Um, he's still going. All right. No, and uh, my number one is probably one of my all-time favorite movies. Is a Halloween lot- 4. <laughs> no, it's already been done. <laughs> no, um, uh, Lost Boys. Oh, I, I we, think it would make a very cool house. We just a that. house full of vampires. They should just have like a, a year that everything's gay. Because that would be a good one. We're going to have Scream and we're going to have Lost Boys. <laughs> Ghostbusters comes back. No what about it? being gay because no, we, have, we have history in this. Honestly, my like, my... <laughs> My mind is still preoccupied when I said Halloween 5 because Halloween 5 is honestly almost on my list because I really love Halloween 5, to be honest. I know nobody else does, but I do. I just haven't seen it yet, so (laughs) maybe one day. So good. Okay. I'm going to just start taking things off of my list as I go, but my number one, like for sure, is Van Helsing. Um, They already reused props from it. It, The movie's great. Everyone's hot. They're very horny for some reason, Um, and it's creepy. There's that. Uh, my next one is The Final Girls because what's better than Friday the 13th? The 8 millionth parody of Friday the 13th. So we can do that. Um, Crimson Peak. I don't know if they've done it. I don't really give a shit. Um, I don't live in Hollywood, so it doesn't matter to me. They also did Van Helsing and I didn't see that. Crimson Peak's really creepy. Um, cut out all the plot points. I don't really care about what Tom Hiddleston and his sister are doing. I just want to know about like the ghosts in the bathtub. 
Uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I don't know how they're going to do it, but anything. <laughs> I, perfect movie. That's all I've got to say. And finally, Ready or Not, just because I saw it in theaters. It's probably one of the only horror movies I've seen in theaters. And it was great. There's nothing better than just running around. And there's so many jump scares they can do. And all they have to do is play the hide and seek song throughout the house because it's creepy as fuck. I would kill if we did Ready or Not. And at the very end of it, you just got completely blasted with blood as everyone just started blowing up. Why did I think we were talking about your next? No, (laughs) I want to talk about a good movie. (laughs) Ready or Not. Oh, my God. Earlier today when you were, I showed you the your next. Why don't you say anything? You know, why am I getting these two movies confused? Indulge, David. Are they? The names are, for some reason, in my opinion. Your next is like, they're at a dinner party and they're being hunted. I I guess. I guess I get that. Y'all just blew my mind. Why didn't you say anything? You know, if there's one thing I love, it's uh, destroying marriage culture. And Ready or Not does that effectively. Because if you get married, you die. your next, though. (laughs) You die. I don't remember your next. I just remember (laughs) the blender. Oh, no, my favorite scene is when she hits him with the water. And he's like, are you fucking stupid? It's cold. I would also just love to see her as the house goes on lose her wedding dress and it get bloodier and bloodier and bloodier as it goes. I think, yeah, I'm down for ready or not. Bring an end with the fire illusion from Halloween where the house is burning down. <laughs> this episode brought to you by fire illusion. <laughs> this episode's brought to you just by the Halloween as a series as and a whole. Texas Chainsaw. And Texas Chainsaw, Scream, <laughs> Creature from the Black Lagoon, Walk So We Could Run, you know. <laughs> So, yeah, that's the end of this episode. I don't even know how to close this out. Um, Please send us your IPs that you'd like to see at the event if they don't match up with ours because we only got to choose five and that was actually a much harder. I think I realized how much more Universal can do. I thought we were running out of IPs, but we are definitely not. I mean, I honestly woke up from like a fever dream at 4 a.m. and wrote down a list of houses. So... If you actually want to plan these out, let us know. Maybe one of these days our episodes will be coherent and will make sense, but not today. Yeah, let us know your top five IP uh, that have been at the event. And top five, huh? Yeah. And the five IPs you want to see too. Why not? Chris, you want to say anything? But should they should they tell us about the top five? five? God, I can't even do jokes. Screw it. Let's just move on. Send us your top five IPs. <laughs> top five IPs that you'd like to see. Send those to us. Um, you can actually send those to <laughs> Reflect Fear Pod um, if you want to send them to me directly so I can uh, ruin your takes. Uh, I am Bryce and I'm at Dorietti. If you're going to act like it's hard to add us, uh, Quinn Lord can do it. So can you. So <laughs> um, I'm Allison. You can find me at It's Not Depths of Fear. Depths of Allison. We're going to do this every week. Let me at Depths of Allison. You can find me, David, <laughs> at Hot for Creature. That's H O T, the number four, C R E A T U R E. Hot for Creature. And you can find me, Chris, at Buck Sawyer 29. That's the number 29. <laughs> this is the biggest mess of a <laughs> sign off we've ever done. Anyhow, uh, look underneath your bed, check your closet, say our name three times in the mirror. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye.